0: Welcome to the Recovery Hour podcast, where we choose to recover out loud by sharing our personal stories of inspiration, hope, and triumph. Together, we can end the stigma and shame typically tied to mental illness and the disease of addiction. We are proof that recovery does happen.
1: Joy and laughter may be involved. This is the Recovery
0: Hour with Lori Windfeldt. Welcome to the Recovery Hour podcast. This is your host, Lori Winfeld, and I am here today to start the new year off right. New year, new money with money coach, my friend, Linda Parmar. Linda Parmar. Linda Parmar. <laughs> Did you hear I said that first? <laughs> Linda <laughs> Parmar. Hi. Hi. How do you like that introduction?
1: loved it okay good We
0: loved it I'm glad because um, I was I was struggling I think I'm gonna fucking die of heat stroke from this office but we'll we'll deal with that later
1: (laughs) I'm gonna love watching the meltdown I should
0: should give you my emergency contact information in case you actually watch this go down (laughs) you're in Canada right
1: heck yeah it's nice and cold here
0: you have to hit a plus one (laughs) (laughs)
1: it <laughs> into our country,
0: code. <laughs> oh gosh. I'm so excited to have Linda here today. I first have to like huge thank you. um earlier this season. I had i I, I want to stop talking about this, but i I won't because it's still bugging me. But I had an issue. and um our car my car was broken into while we were out, uh, anyway. During the holiday season, my car was broken into, my briefcase was stolen, which basically my livelihood, everything you could imagine business-wise, it was like my office on wheels, gone, including at the time I was about to submit, publish a few episodes of this podcast and fucking gone. So I didn't know what to do other than obviously just be normal and realize that it's like, who cares? Like, it's not like a freaking, you know, deadline that, oh my God, the vice president of the company is expecting my blah, blah, blah. It's literally, um, there might be five people not hearing this episode today. <laughs> so I freaked out and I immediately called Linda cause I knew she was doing this awesome um, overspending during the holiday season. And I thought, let's go over your guide. And she was just so sweet and kind and welcoming and um, allowed me just to have access to all her shit, which is really, really cool because a lot of times... While people say collaboration versus competition, that's not always the case. So I appreciated um, that uh, while I didn't get it on air because I realized I was trying to be like a fucking control freak and it wasn't necessary for my four listeners to hear that one thing. And by that time, it was already, we already spent all our money anyway. So today, Linda is going to talk about the new year, new money, which I'm so excited about. I can't even, when I first was in recovery, I didn't even realize like, money recovery was a thing. So I'm excited to hear more about that just to teach our listeners. But let's get started just a little bit of your story. Awesome.
1: Yes, I have been in recovery now for six and a half, just over six and a half years. I'm going to have to do the math and I don't want to because I don't know. So 2004, I got sober. March 17th, 2004, St. Patrick's Day, when everybody else was getting drunk, I was getting sober um, that's always my little tagline about that one, <laughs> but yeah, so just six over six and a half years sober now. And yeah, I always, my drinking career, I call it my career. Cause it went on for quite a long time. It was like age 16. I picked up my first drink, drank in my girlfriend's bedroom, drank vodka straight, like, ooh, disgusting. I can't even imagine that what, how that was my first one, but you know what? I went in and I went in hard <laughs> And I drank from, yeah, from the time I was 16 till I was 36, 37. So 20 straight years. Like I drank that whole time. Wow. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. And (laughs) I, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I blacked out from the very beginning. It was like it and my parents are both alcoholics. So I grew up in an alcoholic home. Both my parents got sober in AA. So I knew the rooms. I would go to cakes for my parents. I knew what recovery looked like. But I just, I don't know. I got I definitely got caught up in like the wine. Like mummy culture, like having kids and stuff. Once I got married, my having my kids. Yeah, I got caught up in like that fancy wine drinking, girls night cocktails. Let's have an Oscar party. That was one of my last big hurrahs was like an Oscar party at my best friend's house oh my God, I was blackout drunk in a hot tub. It was just, which was a regular occurrence for me. And it was just, enough was enough. I was just so over it. I knew that it was wrong. And my my daughter was about, I think at that point she was 16. And I remember having to apologize to her because she saw me really drunk. And I had hid it from people. I was a closet drinker. The only person that really knew what was going on was my husband. And I remember thinking, I can't do this to my kids. I can't, like I had alcoholic parents, it, I had quite a bit of trauma from it. Um, I just couldn't do it. So yeah, here I am. And you no, know, I worked as a financial advisor in a bank. I did that for 20 years. I drank a lot from the stress of my job. It was absolutely sucking my soul, <laughs> literally. <laughs> and um, like the corporate world and like selling investments, selling mortgages, credit cards, and all of that stuff. And I myself was just a financial nightmare giving people financial advice. Like it was ridiculous. I was selling millions and millions of dollars of investments constantly. I was amazing with people's money. I was a screw up with my own. And I was addictively spending money and it got a thousand times worse when I got sober. I was, I was just buying my feelings is what I say, trying to make myself feel better, right? I was no longer numbing out on alcohol. So I was like clothes and shoes and that sort of things were really my go-to. I'm trying to feel good um, in what I looked like, trying to just show up in my job in a new outfit to make it feel worth it like it was just ridiculous so I was actually at a she recovers retreat and it was my second one I think and every time anybody asked me what I did for work I would say I'm a financial advisor and I fucking hate it (laughs) anytime (laughs) like it wasn't as if like it you know in recovery you don't really have small talk but you know like what do you do for work it was sometimes something that came up and I was like I just fucking hate it and Dawn Nichols said to me she's like when are you gonna actually like shit or get off the pot about this like when Mm -hmm. are you gonna do something about it and I was like yeah and I just sort of sat there for a minute and then she was like oh we're starting she recovers coaching like you should do money coaching and then be the she recovers money coach and I was like well actually like that's really funny I said because I'm actually a complete nightmare with money and somebody said in the room, in that room, we were sitting in the barn on the salt spring retreat. And they said, sometimes you need to teach what you need to learn. Ooh. And like, it was like this oh, moment of like, holy shit, my life's going to change. And I actually got money coaching myself, um, hired myself a money coach, really worked through my stuff. And, started doing money coaching um, on the side, uh, still working as a financial advisor, because of course, I was using my house as a wallet, constantly gaining the equity out of my home. I actually thought that credit cards were my money at one point in my life. Yeah, it was out of control. And it was like, so I had to keep working as a financial advisor while I did this on the side. And now I was able to leave my job as a financial advisor. And I'm doing this full time for over a year now.
0: Oh, my gosh. So amazing. So you finally got off yeah. the pot.
1: <laughs> oh, I got off the pot. She was just like, <laughs> seriously, like, if I hear you say that one more time. <laughs> it's just
0: like, Well, and what? a great place to be to know that immediately you have someone's support because going out into, I don't know, be- becoming someone that's an entrepreneur or going out on your own, knowing that your safety and security has been this job that you've hated, but still you knew that when you woke up, you would still go do it, get paid, right? Yeah. yeah So what exactly is a money coach?
1: So essentially, a money coach is someone who helps you with your money, obviously, I'm a recovery coach, I have my recovery coach designation as well. So a recovery coach that helps women with their financial recovery, and that can mean a bunch of different things. So it's really I kind of meet women where they are, I deal a lot with the behaviors that are keeping women stuck in the same cycle, overspending, not spending at all and hoarding money and scared to spend money, I deal with that quite a bit but overspending is usually what comes up for women in recovery because again we there's that addiction transference that really happens we are getting sober from alcohol and then all of a sudden I'm gonna eat the crap out of sugar I'm gonna spend a ton of money I'm gonna you know the food and money parallel is something I'm really focusing on as well right now because it just blows my mind really getting down to those behaviors of what's keeping you there Because I think that one of the biggest things is that, you know, we could be I could give people like, oh, this is what you can do for a spending plan and keep everything like really good. But like, if someone is literally addicted to spending money or addicting to addicted to buying stuff and trying to just numb out, right? Like, that's what we know in addiction is numbing out, like and trying to make ourselves feel better. I can do up a spending plan budget for someone. But if they're Really stuck in those behaviors, it's not going to do them any good. So I really get down into like the feelings, the behaviors, what happened to you as a kid, because my god, all the stuff happens as a kid. <laughs> really does,
0: and why does it take us until we're like grown ass adults to realize what we've been packing for so long? You know.
1: Yeah, it's the, ch- it's always in the frickin childhood, like my, my, I, myself, I experienced financial trauma as a kid, um, my parents, like physically fought over money. So yeah, and then, you know, include alcohol in that. So I've, and I've have clients that have dealt with that as well, or themselves in an abusive relationship because of alcohol or because of money. Oh, it just goes on and on.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and what I love about one of the things that we talk about in recovery in general is talking about those coexisting disorders Yes, and, and your practice almost is that, but in profession it's coexisting, right? So you have the background to be able to help people in recovery from substance use and or behavioral issues in yes. addition to money. So yes. I love yeah. that combination and it's such, such a niche, right? Is it a niche or a niche?
1: Here in Canada we say niche, me. but I've also heard I've all also heard niche. So But niche it, sounds fancy.
0: It does. It just makes me feel like I'm saying the word wrong. So I'm gonna just go with the fact that you have a specialty and I love it.
1: Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm special.
0: You yeah. are special. It is actually really refreshing when you get to know you and have some interaction because money sounds boring and you just assume like, oh, well, that's going to be boring. And you have a lively personality and it's always fun talking with you and or listening to the meetings that you host. So I would let anyone know. This is really interesting. I got distracted.
1: What? Whoa, a telling me to drink some more water. Serious. So she has a flashing water bottle. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. That is special. Like I need that. <laughs> like I need one more thing to get distracted by. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs>
0: Ooh, it's glowing. Oh, gosh. Okay. So you're um, lovely and not boring. So if anyone's interested in money coaching, uh, Linda's <laughs> also got a great personality and will, can help you with that. What I want to really talk about is what's coming up. Obviously, the end of the year, which everyone, most anyone, I, I haven't met anyone yet that's like, yay, 2020, though really good things have happened this year. It's unfortunate that most of it has not been great, and it sort of overshadows things. So it's it's nice just to think about, obviously, the world's not going to change overnight, but it's nice to just think, okay, we have a fresh start. So fresh start, fresh year. Yeah. And then you have a really cool program coming up called New Year, New Money that you're offering free. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: For sure. So I'm doing a workshop on January 5th. Um, It's going to be um, at four o'clock Pacific Standard Time, seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, And what I'm going to be doing is just that like I refer to as 2020 most people have experienced a bit of a dumpster fire I have actually come to love that saying so much because that's really what it feels like is that dumpster fire so I am just really doing that like focusing on starting fresh, um, because I feel like that's what January brings. Sometimes I'm not a huge like resolution person. Resolutions are triggering for me, like in the diet culture and all that crap, but I won't go there. Um, So I (laughs) like like the fresh start, like I like I've taken down all my Christmas decorations already. But really focusing on like, let's just start again, right? Like, let's put that behind us we're really going to focus on what didn't work last year and why and what can we do to make it work going forward. Um, so I have some great ideas on how to really walk people through that and get inspired again, like let's get inspired about our money. And thank you for saying about like my personality and stuff, because there's so many freaking negative connotations and stigma to money like let's, let's feel inspired or buy our money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I when I first started coaching, I was really shy about asking other coaches what they charged, and that's so right. dumb. I mean, we're all in this like same business, why shouldn't you know? I mean, you know how much the insurance company is charging you for your premium? Well, you don't because exactly. you're in Canada, but
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's that. There's that. Well, there's that. But you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yeah. And it's such a thing that and that's why I like to create safe spaces for people to be able to start to talk about it. And I think that, you know, choosing to, you know, start to want to move forward, like a fresh start is such a good thing beginning to that right because I think that even making that choice just makes it feel a little bit more attainable because let's be honest sometimes money any and anything about money doesn't feel attainable and you just want to like I call it the ostrich with the head in the sand mm-hmm. and it's like I'm cool here with my head in the sand I'm just gonna hang out here for the rest of my life but is that really serving you right is that really working for you
0: yeah, yeah. what do you find your number one reason for your clients coming to you
1: addicted to spending money. Yeah, can't stop spending money in a ton of debt. um, And just can't stop.
0: And do you find that there are specific steps that are relative to everyone that everyone can use? Or is that a one on one sort of it just depends on where they're at in their addiction?
1: I think that the one main thing, it really depends where they are in addiction and and everyone's really different because there's so many things again, like kind of that we have ingested in our lives that have our behaviors do what they do. But my main thing that I would say works for everyone that they need to start to do. And I know it's the hardest thing is really getting an idea of how much you're spending on what and why. So like tracking that spending, and really, especially if you have an addiction to spending money and starting to see like, You have to be accountable for it when you put it in the app or whatever you're using to keep track of what's going on. Because then it's like, oh God, I see that pattern happening. Like I see what's going on. And if you're in a store, like, and to avoid a lot of stores, like some stores are super triggering for me to go into because I just want to spend all the money in them. And it still happens to me. I have a story that I completely blacked out in one of the stores I was in and ended up spending $800 and I didn't know how it happened. Um, I tried stuff on. I vaguely remember that, but I had a horrible day at work went into winners you guys have like tj maxx there, uh-huh. target I, it kind of is an equivalent to target is what i understand and i just went crazy and i came home with all these bags and my husband was like yeah like whoa like what's going on i'm like i have no idea like and it would that was a bottom for me like wow. that was a holy crap and like removing credit cards from our wallets like it's simple but like let's just take that temptation out of there always spending money out of our checking accounts tracking that because then we're having we need to have a connection to our money because we do so many things unconsciously with our money once we start connecting to it consciously and actually thinking about making the decision instead of just winging around your credit cards oh my god yeah
0: so true my husband, list I he's he's going to listen to it because this because it says finances in the title. He I, I'm sure he picks and chooses, and he's listened to two of seventy episodes. So, <laughs> oh, sweetheart, it. I'm listening to everything that Linda's saying, and I will not wave the credit card around any longer. <laughs> we went into this. Yeah. We went into this sort of. Uh, it was probably the year before last. It was so it was just before the pandemic started where we decided to start using a credit card for all of our purchases to start getting which we did we wound up it was a specific airline we wound up getting a pass where I could travel free with him all the time and then we would just pay it off at the end of the month and while that was handy in gaining those points it was also very telling in stuff that we were spending that we didn't realize because it was all on this one thing and he's like how the hell did we spend that much money and then. Yeah. To think within 30 days that we forgot how we spent, you know, $700, like you said, you know, like at a Target or something, like, how do you not know what that is?
1: So, yeah. And what did you actually buy when you were there, right? Like you say, oh, I spent $340 at Target. Like, what did you actually buy at Target? Like, how can, like, and when I ask clients that a lot of time, they're like, I have no, I don't like, I know I went in for cleaning stuff. I know I went in, I think I bought clothes, like it's one of those one stop shop places that get out of control. But yeah, like how you say keeping it like on one way of spending money, like so you can see like, I think that's so important. And people who have the money and that can like, you know, pay it off every month for points and stuff is great. But that's my checking account thing really comes from um, when people have issues with credit cards and stuff and aren't paying them off in full and stuff. But yeah, having one place where you spend all your money is really key. Um, Yeah, because then you can see all the trends, right? And have that final amount and be like, holy crap, what did I spend that money on?
0: Well, yeah. And, and making that adjustment regardless where you are, in your finances right like for for us we always talk about the more you make the more you spend and it's so true i mean there were days when we were together where we're looking at the bank account going oh my gosh you know are we going to make a card payment or are we going to go grocery shopping what are we going to do gonna eat. Yeah. yeah um you know and now we're in a, in a better place in the sense of more money, but not necessarily spending better. <laughs> so um, I think it's interesting. It's so relative in, uh, you know, parallel to recovery.
1: Yes. From- yeah, absolutely. It's all this I call I say same shit, different pile, right? Like, it's all the same, like you were talking about, like the behaviors and all of that stuff from um, addiction, it's all the same shit, different pile, we just transfer it to different things. And my mom taught me very well to overspend. So I was taught very, very well. So there's that whole thing of you mirror like one parent or another. A lot of times um, I do a lot of like discovery of like archetypes and stuff within my coaching practice and mirroring um, some, some parents is always a huge thing. I always say that um, we're recording devices that don't know how to press stop. Like, we're just constantly, like, ingesting what's going on in our lives. And my mom was giving me her credit card. And back in the day, like, I'm here in Canada on a small island, but we would run tabs and at the grocery stores and stuff. And then when it would be time to pay off the tab, my parents would have this huge fight because they wouldn't have the money to do it. Like, I was doing that at, like, five years old. (laughs) so I I knew it very well so it's been a hard habit and they're habits right they're habits that we have to start to break and look at and become accountable and start to choose differently that's really what it comes down to just like recovery from alcohol or whatever substance right it's just making a different choice
0: yes choices yeah
1: choices (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, always comes back to that crazy little mind of ours, doesn't it? I know. I know the little mind that doesn't shut off. (laughs) It's awful. So new year, new money, free workshop. If people were interested in getting in on this workshop that you have, which is going to be awesome, setting goals, starting fresh, making changes, hopefully having a better relationship with your money, where would they go to find information?
1: So the information on the workshop is at lindaparmar.com slash new year. So my last name is spelled P-A-R-M-A-R. So lindaparmar.com slash new year. Yeah. And I'll be getting into starting to think about like saving because so many people think that that's absolutely unattainable, like starting to invest in ourselves a little bit. Like we do that in recovery with you know, really looking after ourselves. And I think a big piece of that is starting to save and have a cushion to fall back on. Mm -hmm. Um, And really like talking about debt a little bit and not making it as scary. Um, Because I think that, you know, that's part of a fresh start as well as maybe starting to have a plan so it doesn't feel like you're never going to be out of debt. Because I think that's what keeps people really stuck. Debt is a four-letter word that keeps people... So scared and ashamed, angry, so many different things.
0: And there are so many of us that are in that place. Again, yes. back to the shame. Like, if we could stop that,
1: oh, get rid of the good. stigma
0: and just, yeah, fuck, I put a lot of money on my credit card when I was a kid. Now I want to get rid of it, but whatever. I've been paying 27% interest to Sears, who probably isn't around anymore. <laughs> It seemed like when I was, when we were growing up, it was like Sears was the first credit card everybody got, which is a big store here in the U.S. And um, so bizarre because, yeah, we're not educated about that. And I would say most families, but who knows? I mean, I'm I'm just totally making that up in, in my life. I in the life that I li- lived and the people that I was surrounded by, we were definitely not educated about going to college and we were definitely not educated about what interest rates on credit cards were.
1: <laughs> we just were like free money. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. Hence why I thought that was my money. Like, how crazy is that? And then and you're right, like, that's a guess that you had that people aren't taught about money. You're totally right about that. Like, that is absolutely a thing. And if you have been freaking high five to you, like you are one of those ones that just are actually have influences that you know, then we yeah, I could and get into ahead a, a whole bunch of things. Yeah,
0: you're exactly. Ahead in life. And that's interesting to me, too, in the school systems, why that isn't I always wondered, like, as a senior year in high school, why don't they have, you know, back in the day, we used to have home and economics, and we used to, which was really like, this is how you write a check. And this is how you <laughs> bake a pie. You know, yeah. I mean, clearly, <laughs> shit's changed. However, you know, can we get into a, a, a situation where we're teaching our 17 to 18 year olds that, you know, mom's not just going to hand you a credit card that this is how you have to, you know, I, I don't know. It just, it just blows my mind. I have an 18 year old soon to be, she's um, turning 18 in a few weeks and graduating high school this year. And I'm just like, what? Oh. What? <laughs> what are you gonna be out there like how are you gonna eat dinner
1: like what yes yes who's gonna cook for you like you don't know how to cook oh do you 18 yeah it's crazy shit it's crazy shit luck in the world too yeah my daughters are 23 and 25. So been there, done that. And my oldest is 25, still doesn't really know how to cook. So. Yeah.
0: I just feel yeah. like it's not a thing anymore. My best friend has daughters in college and they literally just eat out all the time. They just have Grubhub and whatever, you know, feeds them to their door. And it, it is what it is. I'm like, you don't want a recipe book with all my special recipes. Like I'm all excited to make them like a care package when they leave the house, they could care less. They're like ramen and Chick-fil-A are fine. For me. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh, Linda. Okay. Well, before we go, if you had the opportunity to have anyone to your home for dinner party, dead or alive, who would it be and why?
1: Oh my goodness. I know
0: you could take a minute to think about it and I can just totally take that minute of silence out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just trying to think, you know who I would love to have. And she is my, um, I just love her so much is I love Kate Northrop, And so I know when I tell, say her name, it goes, she is, I think she lives in Maine, um, but she wrote a book. So a plug for Kate's book. It was the first book I read on money that I absolutely loved. It's the one book that I um, say that everybody should read. Um, It's called love a money story. Um, So that's a great place to start if you're looking to have a fresh start with money. Um, She has a lot of my philosophies that I believe in. um, But I'm actually she does like business coaching now and I'm a part of her um, business coaching group and she's just so amazing. So that's who I would want to And I would just want to talk about all things women and woo woo. She's very much about like planning everything around like the moon. And I just love all that crap. So Mm. that's what I would. Yeah. I love it.
0: I love it. I love the woo woo. I love that she's alive because I feel like that's a challenge that I want to go find her and be like, you need to come over to Linda's house for dinner. I love that she's alive most of my guests usually pick someone who's not living and so I'm like oh I can't help you with that but for right now all of a sudden like my I think my 2021 goal is going to be to get this woman to your house for dinner
1: oh my god well it would be amazing like yeah I even have a picture of her up that one of my clients ended up being like a photographer for her and like all of a sudden she messaged me she's like holy shit I just like uh, and she's photogra- photographed two of my most favorite women, her and Sarah Jenks. Sarah Jenks would always be amazing, but yeah. So I have a picture of her up on my bulletin board That's that so she took cool. for me uh, when she did because she's a photographer. Anyway, can I change my answer? Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna add one person to the dinner table. I'm gonna add Dak Shepherd.
0: Okay, hold on, because I'm, yeah. I'm gonna set this up.
1: <laughs> okay, so Linda. Oh, what's the lady's
0: name? Susan Thorpe? Hey, no. <laughs>
1: Kate Northrup. <laughs> oh my God, that was amazing.
0: Yeah, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have some bitch named Susan Thorpe show up at your door and be like, hey, Lori sent me like every hour. Okay, so you have more than one person. So yeah. Kate, and then who
1: else? Dak Shepherd. Ooh. Oh my God. Do I love him? And he's one of my hall passes. So I for sure want him at my dinner. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I got distracted on one of my (laughs) passes. You
0: have more than one? Oh yeah. I do.
1: But Dax is one of them. I just, I love him so much and my husband's totally okay with it. Interesting.
0: I wonder if Kristen would be okay with it.
1: I think she would. Oh Great.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm really to- geeked up to find the woman for you and have her come over for dinner, but Dax is like not even on my radar. He's just no.
1: Oh, I'm so sad. Sorry. Yeah.
0: yeah. We'll have oh, to talk yeah. to some of our LA friends and see if they can help us with that.
1: <laughs> I'm not, gonna, I'm oh
0: not dealing goodness. with this whole infidelity thing, but I do want to know who other...
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. You had, you I'm said kidding. that was your one. Who? Who's? Who else is on the list? oh my goodness and this is gonna be her this is gonna this is gonna feel really weird to say this out loud but i have such a huge girl crush on this woman in a band and i am yes tegan quinn from tegan and sarah um they're a canadian band and i have been a huge fan of them for like 25 years very attractive woman Wow. she's a hall pass <laughs> you know? hall pass you're really getting to know a few things about me but she's really the only woman I'm really attracted to but holy crap
0: see what happens it's it doesn't just... matter sometimes you just know
1: <laughs> it's yep. the guitar writing music oh my god she's so amazing <laughs> I love
0: it I love it uh, what I also love is that you have multiple people on your hall pass list I oh to update mine mine has always been Derek Jeter and then when I talked to my husband about it he's like I don't know that he understood what hall pass meant he's like I didn't (laughs) say that I'm like what did you think it meant (laughs) like oh I can just dream about him thanks for the yeah
1: I think my husband allows the conversation because he's like as if that's ever gonna happen and I was like yeah I, I know like but hey a woman could wish right you never know you, well no and like i would never have the guts to be with a woman i don't think but mm. like this is a whole other weird conversation <laughs> <laughs> see it's not
0: always about money <laughs> it's not always about we're peeling money. the onion here peeps
1: we'll yes we out. are yes we, we are. are yeah i love all the people bring them all on
0: yeah yes I, you know what? It is yeah. what it is. If you're attracted to someone, you're attracted to them. I would say that I was to Mariah Carey, but I think I want to be her more exactly. than I want to be
1: with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Taylor Swift. Oh. I love Taylor Swift. Not attracted to her, though.
0: No. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the scoop. I feel like. Yes. Yeah. We are starting the year Farmer. off right or ending the yes. year off right. Whatever we're doing. We're doing yes. both. We're moving into the new uh, year. New money. Fresh start.
1: Yes. And I think, you know what, I'm going to end this with like, I think one big thing I want to talk about in the workshop is that we need to dream. So, you know, we're ending off talking about our hall passes, but like, you know, we need to, we need to dream and have goals for ourselves. And I'm talking about money right now, not my hall passes, but like, that's what I really want to talk about This is going sideways, but I just, you can appreciate the effort. I just think it's so important for people to have dreams about money. And that's also what I really want to talk about in the workshop as well is like, give people their permission to dream about something that they want for themselves, how they want to feel like there's the word of the year that's happening uh, hugely right now. Um, And, you know, I want to have that for people with money too, right? At the beginning of like the holidays, I had a thing that it was like, hey, how do you want to feel at the end of the year with your money? Mm -hmm. How are you going to get there, right? Because again, it's about the feelings and stuff. So like, how do you want to feel in 2021 at the beginning of your year? Like, how do you want to feel at the end of the year? Like really getting into touch with our hearts and money is really my main focus.
0: Yeah, no, that's great. And I think if anyone wants to catch that train, definitely get on it lindaparmar.com that was me feverishly trying to find the cough button <laughs> yeah. on live radio we had a cough button so it was really nice oh. I just have to cut that out again it was
1: fun to watch <laughs> I was like what's happening, I don't know what's what's happening, happening. To her?
0: I'm such a drama queen I just had to cough a little bit gosh yes okay fresh start new money so excited new year new money Go to lindaparmar.com. It will be in the show notes. January 5th is the day. It's free. So what the hell are you waiting for? Just go sign up. They have to sign up though, right? They can't just pop in.
1: Yes. Can't pop in. It's a Zoom meeting. And yeah, you'll get all the registration details when you sign up. So cool. Well, thank you for offering that resource. Heck yeah. Yeah. I have lots of good stuff on my website. So check it out. Sweet.
0: lindaparmar.com. And if you're interested in, in coaching... Money coaching, recovery coaching, Linda's your girl. That's the end of the recovery hour with Lori Winfelt and Linda Parmar, later. Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Lori. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Recovery Hour podcast. Successful podcasts equal subscribers and good ratings. Please take a few minutes to rate, review, and subscribe. To learn more about me, your host, Lori Windfell, jump on over to therecoveryhour.com. Here you'll find information on my coaching and speaking practices, as well as information on guests of the show. If you're still listening to this and you haven't subscribed to my mom yet, what are you doing? You're lame. So go do it right now. All right, all right, calm down. Sorry about that. He's just really excited for this to be successful since I I've been spending all of my free time on this project and not with him. While you aren't lame, as my son suggests, I would really appreciate a few minutes of your time to subscribe. While it doesn't seem like much, it really does help my goal in spreading the word of recovery. Until next time, let's continue to inspire, live, and give.